Welcome to Hard Drive Ministries, where we believe the body of Christ is a living, breathing, moving organism. Enjoy the message. Okay, praise God. Um, yesterday, I had an opportunity to talk to Brother Angel. He's here now. And I went back in, and I had the opportunity to. The reason why, is, remember what I mentioned to you about seeing my friends? I went to the Bronx yesterday, and I had an opportunity to see a few of my, one of my cousins and my childhood friends. And I wonder, I wanted to put this on. I wanted to be, you know, record in the conversation we had because I thought about how God delivered me from that mindset, like the mindset that we had when we were young. And I see that they were still in that same mindset, and it blew me away. No, one of my friends though, like my cousin, he's always dibbling and dabbling. He has a job, you know, he lives in Pennsylvania. He bought a house back in the day, in drug dealer. Still has that same house. He's married. His wife been with him for years. Every bit. He did 13 when I was like, he came home, he did six more. And then he did about four more, right? And she's been with him the whole time, right? Stuck by his side. Uh, she's a professing Christian. Um, to the level to the level of truth that we teach, I don't think she's there, but she, her father's a pastor. So she believes in staying, you know, sticking by her husband. If she stuck by him through all of that, she's still with him. Now, but my cousin, he's something else, you know? He's always, every time I talk to him, he's always up to something, you know? And he's been that way. You know, I mentioned this in my book. He's like a second generation. Uh, uh, his father was big time back in the days, in my mother's time. My mother grew up with his father from kid. We like, we family, because my mother and his aunt grew up like sisters, and then his father, oh, you know, and they when they had kids, we grew up together too, right? And um, uh, his uh, father was big time, and they murdered him back in the days, around Nicky Barnes in that time. And after he got murdered, his mother continued on for a long time, you know, and he grew up like that. So he always was, you know, in the life. He was born in the life. And even now, I still see it's kind of hard for him. He has a family, he has children, he has a wife. He's still like mentally, he's still there, you know, because he was trying to get with a friend of mine who was in the life, you know, and I, you know, and I was like, what you looking for him for? <laughs> he just started smiling. I was like, come on. Man. But, and then my other friend who works hard now, he's not in the drug game, but mentally he's still in the same place, you know, and God showed me and I was sharing with you, Angel, I wanted to reiterate it today is that, you know, like the dream I had, and I wrote this in my book, you know, and in the dream, uh, 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 I seen like this little animal running around in this maze and it was running around and, and I, I, it was just going in circles. No matter how fast, it just was going in circles. And um, I asked, you know, I heard in the dream, a voice said to me, you know, how can this, you know, how can it get out? And I said, it can unless you take it out, Lord. And then the voice said, exactly. And I woke up, I opened my eyes. Never forgot that dream. And I believe that's the mindset of a man. Because even the children of Israel, they was in the wilderness. They couldn't get out <laughs> until God let them out. And that's, I believe spiritually, that's how we are mentally. Like Jackie said, today she told me, she said, can a leopard change his spots? You know, we, we don't have the power to change on our own. That's my point. We don't have the power. Like I, even my friend that never went, you know, he stopped, he, he got a job and, you know, he takes care of his family and everything. But mentally talking to him, he's still the same. He still smoke weed <laughs> night and day. He still has the same attitude when I was, it's not, he's not different mentally. And sometimes uh, I heard a pastor preach. He said that he said you can rehabilitate yourself, but only God can regenerate you. Mm -hmm. In other words, you can be like, yo, I'm tired, man. I, can, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to, you know. I like being with, you know, home and being free. So I'm not going to commit crime. But you can still be in the same mindset. In order to be delivered from a mindset, God has to take us out. 
spiritually, to understand the things of God and to understand, you know, how God works and to understand his word. We need God. We need the Bible says you need to be born again. You need your mind regenerated. You need to be born by the power of God. And if you're born by the power of God, then you can understand. Then the things of God won't seem so complicated. It's like you cannot read the word of God apart from the spirit of God. Because it's the spirit of God that unlocks the deep secrets of God. And then when you read it, it's like, wow. When I start reading the word, I was, the Bible says that people who are unlearned and, and un, uninstructed and unlearned, he said, he said they twist the scriptures to their own destruction. He said, my word is like this, here a little, there a little. In other words, the word of God, you got to put it together. From Genesis Revelation, it goes together. If you read it, oh, now I was reading certain scriptures, I was like, oh man, this goes with what Paul was talking about. And that goes with, with Isaiah or Moses, and it connects. Because it's the same author as God. But he doesn't unlock that. He doesn't unlock that to foolish unlearned men. To men that don't want to go through him. That want to obtain it on their own. God has to unlock it. And that's what God, when it comes to our mindset, well, apart from him, we'll just keep going in circles, keep ending up at the same spot. No matter how hard we try, we'll be like, oh, man, I'm right back here. It's God that makes us elevate. Like, it was God that elevated me from my friends in my hood, where I never went back to that, to, to that way of thinking, to that way of living. God delivered me from it. He took me out of that. And we got to go, go. We can't, and then my point is, you know, this is for anybody listening to on the website. We can't get ourselves out of anything. We can't change ourselves, you know? We have to be regenerated by the power of the spirit of the living God. And Amen. God will give us the right mindset. Amen? Amen. Amen. With that, I want to turn it over to you, sister. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, uh, for the privilege and the opportunity to come before you one more time, Lord. Father God, uh, first and foremost, we cast every care on you, Lord God, knowing that you care for us. Wash us with the blood of the Lamb. Forgive us of our sins and iniquities, Lord God, and every sin, Lord God, of omission and commission. Father God, I just pray that you have your way in your service today. Uh, give us listening ears and receptive hearts. Father God, bring every thought under subjection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord God. Help us to take this time out to uh, fellowship and encourage one another, but also, Lord God, to uh, just minister to you, Lord God, and uh, feed us, Lord, to be one no more. I ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost, for your great name's sake. Amen and amen. I want to open up with a reading of the word, um, Psalm 144. It says, uh, may, uh, reading from my woman's Bible, uh, verses 1 to 4. May the Lord my rock be praised, who trains my hands for battle, my fingers for warfare. He is my faithful love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer. He's my shield, and I take refuge in him. He subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man that thou, that you care for him, and the son of man that you should think of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Amen. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. I'd like to open up and um, um, say that um, um, what a blessing it is to have um, uh, uh, God uh, allowing us to come together and have my sons in attendance and even Amen. my little grandson. What a blessing it is to have them here. And um, I'm grateful because God heard my cries and my prayers. And God is doing um, a wonderful and mighty work. And I'd like to open up and just worship God and sing a song. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for, so you sacrificed your life so i can be free so i can be whole so i can tell everyone 
thought I was worth saving. Amen. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life. So I can be free. So I can be whole. So I can tell everyone I know. Hallelujah. Glory to the God who changed my life, and I will praise you. I'll worship you. I'll give you praise. I'll give you glory forever. Amen. Amen. That's Hallelujah. I know that song. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I like to sing a song that was requested. I know. And to be is my mind for God. Mind for God. Sometimes I grieve in because, because this walk is hard. Walk is hard. Amen. Amen. It seems like treason because of all my scars. All my scars. Amen. Those who, who are, are watching, watching what, what, do you see? what do you see? A woman heavy laden. Or do you see the Christ in me? Amen. Do you see the pain? All the things, All the I, things do. I do in pain. Did you know me prior to when God made the change? So why do you judge me? When you wasn't there. Wasn't there. Amen. Amen. To see who hurt me because you didn't care. Didn't care. But you backbite me. Now that isn't fair. Isn't fair. Come on, hallelujah. God, He's the reason for all, for all these things. After, After the winter, then comes the spring. Then comes the spring. He was born in the manger. Then proclaimed the king. Proclaimed the king. So come on Amen. and worship. Worship with the song. With the song. I know, I know, I know. I know your trouble. But it's not for long. Not for long. Come on, come on, let's praise him. Joy always follows. Let me keep praising on, praising on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, and worship. Worship with the song. Worship with the song. With the song. Come on. I know, I know, I know that your trouble. But it's not for long. Not, not for long. long. Joy always follows. Joy always When you keep praising on. Always follows. When we keep praising on. Praising on. So clap all your hands and come in your own way. Cause God alone is worthy. He's worthy of all the praise. Everybody so clap all your hands and come in your own way. Cause God alone is worthy. He's worthy of all the praise. Amen. So come on, Amen. come on, come on, and worship. Uh -huh. 
worship with the song. With the song. I know, I know your troubles. Come on. Come on. I know that your trouble. Amen. But it's not for long. Not, not for long. Because joy follows. Joy when you keep praising on. Where's my loss? Let me keep praising on. Praising on. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God Amen. for his joy, for his mercy, and for his praise. That's a hard drive original right there. <laughs> Amen. That was a request. Uh, sorry, I praise God for the reading of His Word. I praise God for His Spirit. I praise God for just meeting us here um, in a special way. I was anticipating the Word all day and wanting to um, uh, fellowship. And the floor is open to testify. If anybody wants to testify, Amen. Oh, okay. no, I just mean like if anybody want to have anything to say. And um, th th now's the time to give God thanks and praise and glory for um, how good he is. Because um, uh, uh, God is always good to us. Even when we don't deserve it, he takes care of us. He provides for us. He, uh, even when we're going wrong, he directs us back on path. And I just thank God for that. I thank God for his hand of mercy and grace on my life. Amen. Amen. Right. I'd like to turn it over. Okay. So you, amen. 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 The Bible said when, when two or more are together. You know what I love about the gospel? The simplicity of it. Amen. It ain't we make it complicated today. We make people think it has to be this way, that way. God said, come to me with genuine heart, broken heart, contrite spirit. I'll work with you. Right? Said so two or more. It ain't a whole lot. You know, come together, have a service. You know, God keeps it simple. We make it complicated. You know, one thing, um, um, God showed me, he, when I first got saved, and I really started understanding the gospel. He said, you see all these guys, see all this stuff here? It's like, yeah, Lord. He said, I don't want you to do none of that. Mm. <laughs> You're gonna, I'm going to use you on the opposite. Mm. He said, you're going to have the knowledge, like, 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 you know, somebody who's really learning and really studying, but you're not going to move on that level. Mm. You're going to move humble. Mm. You understand? Mm. The Bible said Christ was a king, but he was born in a manger. That's right. You understand? He didn't sleep on the castle. In the castle, he slept out on the ground. Mm -hmm. He was humble. His whole ministry was humble. Mm -hmm. He didn't move like anybody else. Mm -hmm. You understand? Right. He didn't use his 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 who he was to yes. gain accolades yes. and stuff mm -hmm. for himself. Like he was very humble. Was like like knowing who you are should be enough for us. Mm -hmm. But it's not. Mm -hmm. We want everything that comes with it. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. So you know. Um, that's one of the main reasons why I wrote my last book and didn't publish it yet. I call it The Bishop. And the reason why I call it The Bishop because that was a title given to me by my brothers in prison. Mm. They used to call me Bishop. 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 Never asked for it. <laughs> I never was looking for it. I never like went to school and said, you know what? I'm going to become a bishop. My goal is, right, to be a bishop. We'll climb the ladder, minister first. That's how they teach you in Bibles <laughs> in, in a lot of these ministries. I don't like to say ministries. Whatever. I like to say organizations. Mm. A lot of these organizations, like first minister, right? Then deacon, right? You climb the ladder, brother. You're doing good. That's what man, if you're on demand, that's how they do it. Doing all right now. Deacon now. Graduate, elder. Mm. Right? You're an elder now. You're feeling good about yourself. I, mean, I, I always say this. I think I said this on another uh, recording. But a friend of mine, um, every time Jackie see him, she, I don't know why she don't like this guy, right? I like him, though. He's a Christian brother, right? She's like, oh, bro, she walks away, right? That's what she's saying, right? <laughs> I like this dude, but I seen him not too long ago, a while back when I first, I always see him, but when I seen him one time, a while back, he said, no, brother, I got elevated. I said, you got elevated? <laughs> but elder now. 
I said, oh, really? Wow. Okay. Amen. That elevator. <laughs> got up, like, got on the elevator, pressed went the 10th floor. He went up. <laughs> went up. Yeah. On the 10th floor. You still down there on the first floor, brother? Because I'm on the 10th now. Like, amen. <laughs> right? That's beautiful. Right? But my point is, is that that's how they teach you. Mm-hmm. And then you get the pastor, you know, then Bishop. Like, you see Bishop T.D. Jackson's over all, all these different, you know, fellowships. I want you to be my, but that's not the gospel. That's not, if you really read the gospel, the gospel, when God says, um, Jesus in one of these, one of, um, one of the gospels, I don't know exactly where at the moment, but he says that, he says, he said, the, uh, unbelievers, he said, you know, they call it like benefact, they call themselves benefact. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that word, it's like a teacher for hierarchy, you know, like God, Jesus taught against hierarchy. Mm-hmm. He said, in my kingdom, I don't want you to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a hierarchy in these organizations. Right. And that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, let the one that's greatest among you be the one that serves the most. Mm-hmm. You understand? And to be honest with you, everybody, all we are are ministers. Mm-hmm. Ministers is not low on a total. Mm-hmm. Christ said he's a minister. He said, I can't be a minister. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm your king and I wash your feet. Mm-hmm. The one the most humble, let the one be the greatest among you. Mm-hmm. So he he basically reversed what the world yes. looks at yes. as higher. That's right. Christ was against it, but we teach it. They do it. Yes, we, do. we we give credit, you know, we give credibility to it. We follow it and humble ourselves and let people lead us in this stuff, and it's not right. Now, mm-hmm. That's one reason why I take a stand against a lot of mainstream stuff. Now I'm like, nah, I'm not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? But back to I wrote the book and I titled it The Bishop because the book is basically about my life and a regular street dude from the hood, but God took him and made me, you know, gave me his knowledge and put so much mm-hmm. in me. And 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 still I'm just a regular guy. You know? And it's funny in the book I say how my friend always called me. She know him, Deacon Brown, I call him. I call him Deacon. He don't call himself that. So Deacon Brown, I call him. He always called me and go, Bishop, what you doing? <laughs> you know? And the point is, is that that's just not a title that I look for. But God, he, he just takes me and does what he wants to do. You know? And I just, I want God to use me the way he wants to use me, not the way I want to be used. And that's that's not easy. Because God's, God's very different. He said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Amen. Amen. Um, but um, the title of today's lesson is, what is the essential purpose of grace. I'm say this again. What is the essential purpose? Because I, I really think when I talk to certain people, when I preach certain messages, I start to believe that the believers think that we can do anything we want, you know, as long as we probably share the gospel, whatever, and, you know, we're saved by grace. Because I teach grace. I'm a grace nut, you know, because I know we're not saved by works. I know it's grace, right? I know man can't take none of the credit. But what is the essential purpose of grace? I think we, we miss it sometimes. I think we wallow too long in our stuff and stuff that God don't want us wallowing in. And we use grace as a cop out. <laughs> you know? Leave me alone. I'm saved by grace. <laughs> you know? So I'm sitting here and do what I want right now. Okay? Don't judge me. You know? But that's not the gospel. And we don't understand. I think I'm going to do my best because, again, you know, I'm just a regular person. But I'm going to do my best to try to bring out the whole dispensation of grace. What is the purpose of grace? Because if we don't understand certain things, we'll, Satan would use that, you know, to keep us in a, uh, in a place where God don't want us at. Mm. And stuck on, in the area where God's like, man, what are you still doing there? Let's go, mm. you know? Mm. But we're going to talk about it a little bit. I said we should first know that God is a genius. I'm going to say this again. Mm. Look at the world. Look at everything. God is a genius. Mm. 
I'm constantly amazed by, by God's creation. By the complication of man. Since Jackie was telling me earlier, she said, I'm amazed how my skin just heals itself. You know, she cut it. She said, just how the skin just heals. You know, God is a genius. Men think they're smart. I look at them, they really think they're smart to the point. We, we, we I said this in a few other segments, but how you look at the most, you know, the world gives credibility to some of these men like uh, the aviator, what was his name, Howard Hughes, and all these different people, uh, Albert Einstein. They were crazy, though. See, when we refuse to retain God mm -hmm. in our in our knowledge and we try to keep God out, mm -hmm. then we go crazy. Mm -hmm. We need God to stabilize because this brain uh, is yeah. far more advanced than any computer in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell people. If man made it, we can figure it out because it came from man's brain. Right. If we apply ourselves long enough, we can figure it out. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's all, it came from us. True, true. Anything that came from man, man can figure out. Mm -hmm. Because we don't tap into us, you know, they say how much of our brain we use? 18%. 15%. Right? They said the average man uses like 30, they said that most of uh, 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 smartest men in the world use like 30, 35%. They said anything above that, you'll lose your mind. <laughs> right? So we don't even use to the level. And they said that it, uh, one pastor was teaching how the world didn't, it, the man didn't, or uh, how we say, uh, uh, progress, we regressed. Because he said that in all our great uh, 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 different things that we do, as far as making airplanes and skyscrapers and things we do, he says, man still can't figure out how the Egyptians made the pyramids. <laughs> they can't understand the math that they used to make them. It got to a point where they said a, a creature from outer space came and made Because the mathematics, we lost a lot. You know from the garden, we went down. Not a mental. You understand? And my point is, is that we, we, we don't realize how, you know, God is just a genius. Yes, he is. And he knows what he's doing. Like, he does things in mind knowing that he the end result is going to benefit him. He doesn't just do things all with a million. I want to bring that. All right? I said, God is a genius with a flawless strategy. I'm going to say this again. God is a genius with a flawless strategy. So what is God's purpose for grace? And again, if God, that I believe, is a genius with a flawless strategy, what is his purpose for grace? See, God doesn't do things just to do it. That's what I'm trying to mm -hmm. When he sat there in his mind and said, I'm a, you know, I'm a man going to fall, but I'm going to give him grace. Mm -hmm. There was a purpose in mind. That's right. And we got to find out what it is. Because if not, Satan will use, you know, grace to play us. We think we can just... Live how we yeah. want, do what we want. As long as we say Jesus Christ is Lord, we can just go live any way we want to live. And then somebody say something to you, don't judge me, I'm saved by grace. No, that's not that's not how we do things. That's not how we go. Right? Um I said, God knew, right, that the fall of man would cause catastrophic consequences. Mm. See, before God, God, a lot of people, because I hear a lot of different uh, people like Jehovah Witness Mormons, and they, they really do violence to the omniscience of God. Mm -hmm. God foreknows. Mm -hmm. God knew man was going to fall. Mm -hmm. And he created him anyway. Like, God foreknew things. Mm -hmm. God knows the beginning and end of things. Like, one guy, one Mormon, I forgot what to say, God must he didn't know Adam was going to mess up. Because mm -hmm. why would he do it anyway? That's how I knew he didn't know the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because God is omniscient. Yes. And I say God is a genius, again, with a flawless strategy. Yeah, yeah. I always say in my sanctified, when I say in my sanctified mind, that means I don't care who believes it or not. Yeah. This is something I believe. That God 
in heaven, Satan and God had some type of conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> before he created man. Right. Something went down with him and Satan because the way he deals with him, he could have been wiped him, right? Yeah, Something went down with them too, you know, when he was just talking to God. God was like, okay, all right, that's what you think. It was something, it was a conversation in heaven that we wasn't privy to. Mm. That God is, is going on right now with him. Say, right? mm. And we kind of don't understand it. God gives us like tad bits. Mm. Right? Mm. But again, God knew man was going to fall and he created a movie. Mm. Right? That's one thing. And he knew, I said, it would cause, the fall of man would cause catastrophic consequences. Right? For mankind. This includes women as well. And God uses grace. Through Jesus Christ as the remedy to get man back to himself and at the same time satisfy his holiness. Mm -hmm. One thing we got to understand that God is holy. Yeah. He's holy now. Yeah. Yeah. He's as holy, you know, they say his holiness is so powerful, man can't even look upon. Right. Like God is holy. Let's go to um uh uh angel. Go to uh, Isaiah chapter six. I want to bring this up. Read verse, read one through three. Chapter six. Yeah, one through three. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with the other two were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Stop right there. First of all, I want to say it says, In the year King Uzzah, I named my son after this king, Uzziah died, right? Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. I thought that was powerful because Isaiah loved Uzziah. That was his boy. He looked to him, he admired him. And sometimes we look to people so much kind of gets in the way of our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You got to be careful not to look to people too much. Mm -hmm. You got to look past them sometimes. Mm -hmm. and that's, we look so much, we let people discourage us. Mm -hmm. We let their actions make us not want to serve the Lord. Or we use their actions as an example or, or, or an excuse is what I'm saying, yeah, for us to act up. Mm -hmm. We can't let people dictate the way we walk and mm -hmm. what we do in Christ. Mm -hmm. I like the fact when he says, after he died, I saw the Lord. Because, see, he was looking. Uzziah was a powerful man of God, right? I named my son after him for a reason. But he was a leper. Why? Because he tried to do too much. He was a king and he tried to operate in the priest. You got to know your role. God called you to be a certain thing. It wasn't enough for him. The priest said, yo, what you doing, Uzziah? You can't go in there. I'm going to do what I want. I'm a kid. They said he went in there and leprosy broke out all over his body. Wow. And he, he stayed most of his life in exile. The rest of his life in exile. And Uzziah, I mean, that killed um, Isaiah. He loved this man, right? But we got to always know that man is frail. Right. They suspect. Right. You can't look to them too much. That's the point. Mm -hmm. But after he died, he says, I saw him. And the first thing that God revealed to his prophet was his holiness. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing it never says is that God is mercy, mercy, mercy. Mm -hmm. It never said God is love, love, love. Mm -hmm. But it says right here, God is holy, holy, holy. Mm -hmm. And the angels don't stop saying it. 
And his holiness is so powerful, God created them what I call holiness proof wings. And said, with two, they cover their face. With two of the wings, they cover their body. With two of the wings, they cover their feet. In other words, they cover themselves like this. And all they do, this is what they was created to do, is say, holy, holy, holy. From the repetitive to the superlative, to the infinite degree, they don't stop. They say it over and over and over. That's how God, powerful God's holiness. So everything he does have to be in line with his holiness. Mm -hmm. Even his ways. You understand? So we got to be careful how we apply things. Mm -hmm. Because one thing God detests is sin. And again, we always bring this out over and over in this ministry. What is sin? Sin is rebellion against God, period. If God say, yo, angel, don't walk across the street. Mm -hmm. You walk across the street, that's sin. And it's worthy of death. Mm -hmm. All Adam and Eve did, we always say that, was bit a piece Why of that? fruit. Yeah. They didn't shoot nobody. Mm -hmm. They didn't rape nobody. Mm -hmm. They didn't use drugs. They didn't do none of that. They bit a piece of fruit. And what happened? Sin entered in, and man went crazy. See, we try to classify with sinners. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy, right? I pay my taxes. Work hard, take care of my family. I do the right thing. I help people across the street. I'll be hearing people say all the time. How's your relationship with God? Forget all that. I don't care. I'm a good guy. No, you're not. You're a sinner, dude. Need to repent, right? And the point is, is that we classify ourselves thinking our deeds are good. Mm. If God says, look, don't touch that that whatever tree leaf, mm. don't touch it. And you say, ah, I'm touching anyway. That's rebellion and it's worthy of death. Mm. See, we don't know what sin is. We think sin is the bad people up the block selling drugs, shooting at each other. And the good people are the ones that go to work. No, 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 that's not. The Bible says that a mind, the Bible says even in our mind, Things we think about God mm -hmm. and how we do things is an abomination. Mm -hmm. Your thought patterns are right. yeah. an abomination. Mm -hmm. Not even your actions. Mm -hmm. So we got to be careful what we limit ourselves to say, what is sin and I'm all right, mm -hmm. I'm good, mm -hmm. I don't do what he does. Mm -hmm. can't be. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So we really got to understand one thing. I want to say everybody needs grace. I don't care who Amen. you are, Amen. how good you're doing and what you're not doing. Right. Right? But grace, God's grace, again, has to be in line with his holiness. Always remember that part. I said the Bible states that God had a plan to redeem man back to himself before he even created man. Alejandro, 1 Peter chapter 1, 20. Yeah, I'm going to read that again. The Bible states that God had a plan to redeem man back to himself before he even created man. He had a plan to redeem man back to himself. He knew man was going to fall. Did God know? Yes, mm. he did. Prove mm. it to you right now. Read that. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Who, by him who believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Mm. See, we have purified your soul. Stop right there. Talk about four. Christ was foreordained before the foundation of the world. That Christ, God knew Christ was going to come and die before the foundation of the world. Right? First Peter 1.20. Meaning that he had a redemptive plan for man before he created man. Okay? Now, and I said this. I said that. I said, that is, I'm going to say it again because I wrote it down. Mm. Redemption was in the plan of God before the time of creation. Mm -hmm. And grace is the key component in making that plan successful. I'm going to mm. say that again. Mm. 
Redemption was in the plan of God before the time of creation, and grace was the key component in making that plan successful. Amen? Amen. Now, first thing we're going to do now is look up grace. I looked up grace in the Hebrew. Grace in the Hebrew means to display a favorable disposition on someone, singled out, singled out from the masses. Right? Mm -hmm. Meaning that God chooses within himself to find favor on whom he chooses. Mm -hmm. We see this clearly the first time the word grace was mentioned in the Old Testament, and the man's name was Noah. Read that. Mm -hmm. Sister Jackie, Genesis 6, verse 8. I'm going to read that again. Everybody okay. to ask. I said grace in the Hebrew means to display a favorable disposition on someone, singled out from the masses. Meaning that God chooses within himself to find favor on whom he chooses. We see this clearly the first time the word grace was mentioned in the Old Testament. And that man's name was Noah. Genesis chapter. Noah, read it. Yeah, 6 seven. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 8. You can stop right there. Now, what was going on in that world? Noah. You know, I always talk about this. And some people may disagree. I don't care, right? But it, I always say this, and I said this before. It wasn't just a little drinking, cursing, sexing going on. Mm -hmm. For God to flood the earth. Like mm -hmm. Something deep, right? The Bible says in, in I think, 6-1 that the sons the, the sons of God, meaning the angels, saw the daughters of men. And these angels, I believe, had the power to, to turn themselves into men, yeah. right? And they went into these mm -hmm. giants, And they began to have children. And the Bible says giants. giants. They said Goliath was the last of that reign, believe it or not. Yeah, but they, the giants grew. And the Bible says that that this stuff went on. Like, we see this kind of Greek mythology, right? See a lot of this stuff. Like, Where this stuff come? It come from somewhere. It's not to that level, but something happened. They said they grew giants. wasn't normal-sized people, regular, just tall like Shaq, right? And they said that, they said, even if you read, I don't want to get too deep into that, and, 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 and Peter, they said they got these angels chained up. He said, who are these angels? It ain't Satan and his crew is running around, right? Mm -hmm. So who are these angels chained up? If you look at the sequence that Peter says it in, you can trace it right. These angels got chained up right about the time of Noah. Mm -hmm. If you look at the sequence, the way Peter did it, mm -hmm. before the flood. Mm -hmm. Speaks about it, right? Mm -hmm. And my point is, is that when these angels got chained up, uh, uh, God, you know, because when God does, y'all got to understand, everything God does, even our, the spirit in our bodies is eternal. We actually don't die. Our bodies go back Amen. to the dust, but our spirit will go back Amen. to God. Amen. God puts that spirit where he wants it to be for eternity. Mm. But we actually don't. Spirit, the man in the inside looking out, but anything God does, technically yes. is eternal. Mm. Right? So these angels uh, 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 rebelled against God, and, and whatever happened with the daughters and men, and the Bible said God flooded the earth. You had to do something. Flooded it out. So they left their first estate. Speaks about it in Peter. Right? Always at first of all, wow, I was like, who are these angels that left their first estate? What are they talking? I was confused. I said, Oh, Genesis. I went back. I said, Oh, it's these guys. Because I know Satan and his crew ain't chained up. So I put it together. Right? In my own homework. So my point is, again, the Bible says scripture upon scripture, line upon line. It's in it. Commit yourself to reading the word, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So my point is, is that that when God flooded the earth, there was a lot going on. It was chaotic. And I always tell people, no ministry wasn't that. He only had seven people. They said Noah preached for 120 years. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And he and he was warning people. And only seven people got saved. That was his family <laughs> in that world. The rest of that world was flooded. That's why the Bible said many are called and few are chosen. We always say this. How many came out by with, out of the wilderness? It was three million people, the original crew. Joshua 20 on up. Three million of them that God brought out. How many got in? Two. It's not a whole lot of people. We always looking at all these numbers. You know, too many people tell me, it says eight million Christians in the world. I'm like, that's too much. Too many. <laughs> that's too many people, right? God don't move like that. He said, many are called, few are chosen, right? And if you look at how he moved throughout, you know, biblical history, you see, it wasn't always a whole lot, you know? Noah's ministry, seven. Mm. <laughs> Moses, two. Mm. <laughs> right? Not a whole lot. You be looking, I don't know why, you know, you need a whole more. You got to have more, you know, for somebody to prove the validity of their ministry. You go on a ministry, say, 10,000 people at my ministry. Walk out of here. It's too many. Mm. It's too many, you know? Because God don't, you know, when the real truth is going forth, people don't respond to it the way they need to. Right? Always remember that. They fight against it. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that uh, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And Noah was a was a direct descendant of, of Adam, of Seth. If you look at Noah's line of Seth and Enoch, it was his descendants. Mm-hmm. All of Enos, Enoch, mm-hmm. all the way down there, tracing straight to Noah. And Noah listened to his father. You know, they said a lot of them were still alive. They said Noah and Adam and them was alive around at the same time. Because Adam lived to, what, 800 or something? Mm, mm, (laughs) So they hung out, you know? But when they kind of died off, Noah was by himself, you know? With his family, God said, that's it, let's go. Mm. Noah's uh, father, Methuselah, died. And then his name, they said, means dark. Like, when he died, God was striking. So once he died, that was it. And Noah, you know, Mm. he had to start all over. But the point I'm making is that Noah found grace. Because mm-hmm. Noah was a sinner too, man. Mm-hmm. Noah was the, he found mm-hmm. grace. God just looked and said, you know, Noah, I'm going to help you out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Noah said, man, my ministry ain't that powerful. Lord, I'm preaching. Ain't nobody listening. But my family's with me. I said, okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. And God used Noah to start it all over again in his family. It's only seven. What is it? Eight? It's eight people mm-hmm. that made it out of that world. It's not mm-hmm. a lot. Amen? Mm-hmm. But God's grace kept eight. Amen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, I said, now, I looked up the, the word. This is powerful here. I'm going to go somewhere, right? I looked up the word grace in the Old Testament. Then I looked it up in the New Testament. And when I looked it up in the New Testament, pre-Christ, I mean, in the Old Testament, pre-Christ, right? I mean, well, let me read what I said here. I said, but grace pre-Christ has a slight different connotation than grace post-Christ, right? Grace pre-Christ has a slight different connotation than grace Post-Christ, after Christ came came the first, right? It's a little different. I was looking it up, right? pre-before and then post-after? Yeah, post-after. I said, Christ, I said, uh, Christ often, sorry, grace often in the old, in the New Testament often focuses, focuses on, focuses on a benefit given to the object by extension as a gift, and this would blew me away, or credit. That's a credit. God give me that credit or <laughs> Credit. I, I mean, I, I'm stuck. I read that. I said, hold on, Lord. What you doing? I, I said, oh, I read something wrong. Credit? What credit doing? Again? You giving out credit? <laughs> you know? I said, even I, I was in the street. I ain't getting no credit. I was hard. It's hard to get credit, even in the world today. You got to have a certain. But it said credit. I said, now let me, so let me, let me stay there. I stayed on that. Right? I said, I said, I said, I said, now I, I said, I have to say this again. Yes, I just said credit. That blew me away, right? 
Now, the word credit has a variety of applications, right? It means acknowledgement of merit, a person of good reputation, financial standing, but this is the one that jumped out at me. It says entry into an account of a sum already paid into it. Blew me away, right? You allow entry, entry into account of a sum that already money's already there. Huh? I kept looking at that, right? And I, I, I put this. I say God, right, grants grace to the believer, knowing he will get his back. What I mean, souls with interest. In other words, when God gives grace to us, he don't just do it all willy-nilly. He selected, like he did with Noah. Right? Then I bring that out, right? He handpicks the persons he wants to give grace to because he knows by giving this person grace, it's like a credit line. He's going to get back interest. Mm, mm, mm. By giving Alejandro grace, he's going he to go minister to all his friends. Touch angel, he's going to talk. Like, God has a whole thing in line. Mm. And it causes a domino effect mm. until it got to me yeah. from all the way back. Let me tell you, when, when God, they call this the church, the dispensation of grace began mm. after Jesus, uh, uh, after the cross, right? Mm. When he went up and he, dis, he, he he sent out the disciples, said, go preach, right? right? Gave them the great commission. They said that, that entered in what they call the dispensation of grace, mm. right? And under the dispensation of grace, to me, that's like a credit on right? Because mm. God began to selectively handpick people and give his grace to that he knew he was going to get interest back. Just like the bank. The bank is selected. Don't just give me. I'm walking the bank. They'll throw security. <laughs> Take this man to the front door. Don't come back here no more neither. Ever. I'm like, all right, yeah. Anytime I, anytime I put my child to my name in for something, look at me. Uh, you're going to get a letter in the mail. Okay. Thank you. Right? He give me nothing. They're selected. You think God ain't selected? And God is a G. He created us. Right? God, and my point is, God just don't give grace out all willy-nilly, y'all. Mm, mm, mm. Right? So when he gives it out, and I like that word credit, it's like a credit line. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give it out to you, buddy. Spin it up all you want. And, what is, and I put something here. I thought this was, I was, I was laughing while I was writing this. I got to be honest. I said, God, like the bank, gives grace, gives grace out. I said, God, like the bank, don't give grace out all willy-nilly. He's selective. I'll put that. His grace, but I said his grace... Recipient, he's very selective of his grace recipients. But unlike the bank, he takes no losses, only gains. Mm. Say God is a genius. Mm. See, the bank take losses. Sometimes they make bad, and, you know, they pick the wrong people, mm -hmm. right? Give people credit to people, and they never get their money back, right? People file bankruptcy, whatever they got to do not to pay the bank. See, God don't do take losses. When he gives grace out, he knows he's good because I said God is out. He's gonna get interest. Mm. He knows his grace is going to bring him back a, a nice prophet. Mm -hmm. Because again, when God, the dispensation of grace started way back, all the way with Peter, John and them, that was what oh, going on 3,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And he got all the way to us. Mm -hmm. That means those people who truly was the true recipients of grace, they preached that gospel. They used that grace to preach the gospel. I'm going somewhere. All right? Mm -hmm. I said God takes no losses, only gains, right? Let's go to the scripture. Jackie, you can go ahead. Go to John 6, verse 39. Let me give some Bible. I don't want to just give a philosophical message here. 6? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 39. What does it say? This is the Father's will, which has sent me, that all which has 
he has given me, I should lose nothing. Say it again, say it loud, sister. What did he say? And this is the Father's will, which has sent me, that of all which he has given me, I, I shall lose nothing. nothing. This is Jesus talking. So what did I say? God don't take what? No losses. Like man, like the bank taker, God don't take Jesus said, all the Father has given me. This was for the people who believe you can lose your salvation. He says, I will not lose, not one. Mm. All that I give grace to, mm. I'm not going to lose. Mm -hmm. He's going to ride my grace straight off into the sunset. That's right? <laughs> right? Yes. You see that, right? But God don't take no losses. That's a good little scripture. Right? Amen. Right? But my point is, what are the characteristics of of genuine recipients of grace. See, everybody say they say by grace. You got people from one side of the world to the other say they say by grace. They use grace out there all day long. Grace, grace, grace. Right? Mm -hmm. But what are the characteristics of a genuine, a genuine recipient? Because, you know, I said some stuff here. I said, what did I say here? I said, I mean, Christians sin sometimes just like the world. Mm -hmm. So how do we know who is faith walking in grace or fake walking in grace? Mm -hmm. Right? I'm saying, how do we know who's faith walking in grace? And how do we know who's fake walking in grace? Because sometimes we sin identically like the world. We see this off throughout even scripture. David killed his man, took his wife, right? We see, you know, throughout scripture, Peter, they said to Jesus, they said, yo, you know him? So I don't know that dude, man. Get away from me. I don't know him. He just denied him. He was with him. He, he, he blatantly just said, I, I don't know. Right? He went out like a sucker. Let's be right? <laughs> just like the world, right? We sin identically sometimes just like the world. So how do we know, y'all? Mm. Who's genuinely saved by grace? Because we can't tell. You can say you're a Christian. How can I not, you know? The Bible says there's fruits. We got to have certain fruits. But at the same time, we can psych ourselves out mentally at times to believe we're Christians. Mm. But there's something that has to go on in the inside of every believer. That's right. That I can't see, or Amen. nobody can see. Amen. Only they know this. Amen. And I'm going to use this scripture to bring it out. Right? Go to Romans 7 14. I'll read it. My turn to read it. This is for the people that's fake walking in grace. Mm, 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 mm. Fake walking in grace. Huh? Paul says something profound. It says, For we know that the word is spiritual, or the law says, But I am cardinal, sold unto sin. For what for for that which I do I allow not for what I for that for what I would that do I but what I hate that I always do I want to stop right there. right this is Paul the apostle and just like all of us he had his issues y'all this man wrote three thirds of the New Testament but he had issues he's confessing one thing I told y'all before right I said Christian living is what and said what I said about Christian living is not about what but it's about coming clean about how you live. One genuine sign of a born-again believer, we come clean. We ain't always trying to sneak around. I ain't doing nothing. What are you talking about? <laughs> it wasn't me. That wasn't me yesterday. I, you saw me where? Coming where? I wasn't in there. I wasn't, you know, we always, Christians come clean. Yeah. I done did that dumb stuff. That was me. Yeah. I, yeah, I looked as stupid, didn't I? You know, lost my temper, punched him in the face. I don't I know, but I love the Lord, right? But the point I'm saying is this, right? Is that we always do dumb stuff. But Paul said something profound. Like I said, Paul had issues. He said, that which I hate, though, I always do. Mm -hmm. See, when we're happy, when I was in the world, I was happy about messing with multiple women. 
I was happy when I was making money off the drugs. Mm. I was happy in my lifestyle. Mm. Only time I really was mad is when I got arrested. Mm. But as long as I could flow, I go. As soon as I graduated, once I got a green light, I was moving and I was happy. Mm. At the end of the day, I'd be smiling, counting money, I'd be sold life. I'd have sold drugs to my friends, moms, and sisters, and whoever, and whoever I sold it to. And I just was a part of tearing people's lives down, and I'd be counting that money, smiling. Ha oh, man, yeah, when my friend eat, yeah, we got there four thousand. So what? So whole eight one day. Yes, we gonna go shopping tomorrow. Yeah, good times. Yes, yes. I did not care. Only time I cared is when I got stopped doing. I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I got put on hold. Like got arrested. I wanted to get back out there so I could continue to do what I was doing. But I didn't hate what I was doing. I hated people getting in the way of what I was doing. I hated the fact that the cops were getting my way and stop my flow. I hated certain things, but I didn't despise the things that I was doing against my God. See, Paul said the things that I do, I hate it. I despise. That word in the, in the Greek means he despised it. He hated it. See, do we hate those things? Do we hate when we sin against God? Do we hate when we make bad decisions? Do we hate when we find ourselves in situations we know in our heart we're not supposed to be in? Or do we just happy that nobody's seen us? And we just keep it popping as long as nobody can see it. And I'm just going to play Christian. I'm just going to, you know. And if anybody catch me, I'm saved by Christ. Leave me alone. Right? But do we hate it? See, see, Paul made it clear. He said, that which I hate. See, we got to hate this stuff. And the whole purpose, you know my point I'm on? Right? He said, that which I hate, I always do. Let's see what I got here. One thing I said here, and I want to bring this out. I said, grace is the credit, and mercy is the resource or money. And souls, and the souls of men are the interest, right, on God's investment. Right? I said, I believe to God, his grace is an investment to where he knows he will get back an, un an unprecedented return. And my point to you is this, y'all. Why does God give us grace? See, grace, guys, is to finish the race. Amen. Grace is not for us to wallow and feel sorry for ourselves and blame this one and blame that one. Why, why, why? But grace is for us to say, dang, I messed up, but you know what? I'm going to try it again today. Amen. I'm going to share with that person anyway. Amen. I don't care what they see me doing. Be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. But God is here. Jesus yes. Christ is here. We, anybody that God gives grace to, Amen. we appreciate that grace because we know it's that grace that keeps us in the race. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That we don't have to give up. We don't have to bow down to the enemy. We can, I always tell people, what you think God gave you that grace for? Mm. Grace ain't for me to go back to the world. Oh, I'm a failure. I messed up. I might as well go back to Gigi, go back in high, hang out with my old crew, because I can't do it. That's mm. the, I said, no, 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 that's not what you got grace for. Mm. Mm. What you think God gave you grace for? Mm. So you can yeah. say, forget all that. I know I messed up. Mm. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep fighting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep sharing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep telling people about Christ. I don't care what goes on. I went through a lot. Y'all seen me in this room? Watch me go through. My cousin always said, I don't know how you do it. I gave up years ago. The only reason I don't give up, because God reminds me constantly, Calvin, what do you think I give you grace for? Get up. Tell people, don't stop. Mm -hmm. They judge you, I'll deal with them. Mm -hmm. You just keep going. Mm -hmm. See, grace is to keep us going. Mm -hmm. Not for us to throw our hands up. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not telling another person about Jesus. I'm tired of this. my life. And we sit up there and pity party ourselves. It's not with grace. Grace is for us to finish the race. For us to get to the end. And we don't have to follow. And without, what Paul said, don't condemn yourself for the things you allow in your life. Get up. 
Dust yourself. Oh, yeah. Paul said, things I hate. This is the apostle. He said, I always do. He went on. He said, I'm tired of myself. Who shall deliver me from the body of death? Yeah, it makes me that. sick trying to serve God in this sinful flesh. Yeah. But I'm going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no stop. Wherever God put it's ministry. That's one thing. That's for you, Angel. Wherever God puts you, brother, it's ministry. Turn that thing into a ministry situation. I remember when I got pulled over. She knows that for my um for my uh, uh my license suspension. Right? I was mad too. They told me I'd do 20 days. I was like, y'all gotta be kicked, man. I just was trying to, you know, work and feed my family and pay my bills. I wasn't running around doing heist. You know, before in the world, I never had a license. They never stopped me, never went to jail. I was driving around, I had guns, crack, <laughs> everything in the car. Mm-hmm. Never stopped me, never bothered me. I had no license for the first. Now, you know, I lost my license. I didn't want to pay with all the money they was asking me for. And I had to go do 20 days. I was mad. But when I got there, I was sitting there, and God said, look around. You forgot when you left here. Mm-hmm. Look at the mindset of these men. Mm-hmm. What are you worried about yourself for? You know I got you. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here with your head hanging down. You only got 20 days. We got 10 days. Let's go. It's a ministry. You won't be here that long. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I began to minister to the people. And I would see Christians. I would go to Bible study. I mean, to the church, chapel, rather. And they'd be, and I'd be seeing the Christians because my house was gangster. I'm going to be real. They put me in the roughest house in C-76. God did that on purpose. Because I know when I, when they was, when I was on, in uh, 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 the New Jack doing the, uh, how, what they call that, reception, they was like, oh, man, they was talking about non-lower, non-lower. It's like, they go to riot squad again, running non-lower, non-lower, setting them out again. Right? I was like, Lord, whatever you do, don't send me the non-lower. God said, you know what? That's exactly what <laughs> Man, put me in that house. Got the blush, the crisp, yet the whole of these there going crazy, right? Put me in that house. I sat there. I said, God, you got a sense of humor. God said, let's go, son, get to work. <laughs> sat there. I, said, I went there. I said, first, let me see who's who. Went to the chapel. Seen all the brothers. They was terrified. They were sitting around in, in their cubicles with their Bibles like this. Look at <laughs> oh, <laughs> I said, nah, nah. I said, we ain't gonna do this. Mm. I said, we the head. We not Amen. Amen. God Amen. is with us. Who could be against us? Amen. I got up, start going to each pierce to bar. Yo, my man, my father said, Bob said, you take it. Come on, I see you. No, I, you. Put the, come on, <laughs> I see what you're Yeah. <laughs> and that whole house turned around. Amen. And I started ministering. And one of the, the dude, and she remember when he came home, he called me. Remember the guy called me? He was the roughest dude in the house, Spanish dude. We act that Latin king stuff, right? They called him shoes. And they say, he said, I'll run over any man. He's a funny dude, right? And he was beating. He was, he was kind of like a Robin Hood. Because they were taking people phone time in there. And like he said, I hate when people bully people. He's beating up on the bullies. He was the one sending everybody out of there. All the bloods out of there. I'll be real with you. Mm. He said, I like you, bro. You know what I'm saying? He said, I know God is real. I'm most a Christian. Mm. He said, you see real, brother. He said, don't worry about nothing. You good in here. Mm. You good. See how God he said, I get home and give you a call. You did, though. You understand? Mm. So I just want to tell you I'm home, man. You know, God bless you. But my point is, is that God turned that whole situation around. Mm. And I was gone. You understand? About three people called me from that dorm in there. Right? Mm. And God turned it around. God wants us not to sit there. That's what grace is for. Mm. Feel so. Because one, when God saves us, we don't belong to ourselves no more. Mm. It's one thing we got to understand. We keep trying to keep ourselves. Mm. But God said, no, you belong to me. Mm. And I'm going to put you wherever I can use you. Mm. You might think you're here for yourself, but you're not there for you. You're there for me. 
And whatever's around you, I'm going to bring the people I want to you, and you're going to give them my son. That's why you there. That's why you there. You think you there because you ain't and fell into bad times? No, no. People there that's really lost. They're at the bottom. They're out of their minds. And you say, yo, man, you know Jesus. And they know it. A lot of people be mad, but they be, my mother told me when I was a kid. I rebel. I don't know what happened to me every since. You understand? And God puts us in. When we start sharing and all that, God be like, good job. Let's go next time. Yeah, right? Because we turn, God uses that grace and he uses all of that to get us to the point where he can use us to the fifth power. Mm -hmm. That's what grace is for. If God wants to use us, he know we're going to mess up. He know what sin did to us. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, was you there when Adam and Eve did that? We had nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there to about bite it. Do it now. <laughs> Hurry up. Get it. Come on. We had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, and we always say this in this ministry, that the, that the fall of man and redemption of man is about two people. The first Adam and the second Adam. That's Romans chapter 5. The first Adam, sin came in. The second Adam, Jesus, the Bible says sin went out. Amen. We had nothing to do with that. Amen. Amen. So when God saves us, he don't put all of that on us because he knows our flesh is weak. He knows we are failures. He knows that we cannot do it apart from his grace and his spirit. He already knows. Amen. And once he gets us to understand how weak we really are and how frail we are, and we begin to walk. The Bible says circumspect. You be like, yes, yes, no one else. Yes. I can fall in there. I can mess. No, I ain't going to go over there. Right. I'm going to have a good time. Mm. If I go over there, <laughs> I'm going to turn up. You got to know yourself. <laughs> I ain't going. You understand? I'm going to stay right here. You know? I ain't going with her because if I go with her, I'm going to tap that. I'm going to see her later. You know? Boo, go ahead. I'll talk to you later. Right? Because <laughs> I know if I get her to myself, it's on. We begin to know ourselves. We get to understand who we are and who we're not. No matter how much word we got. Amen. And then so we begin to, all right, God, and you begin to begin to position yourselves in certain situations where you can be profitable to the kingdom. That takes a lot of maturity. But God gives us grace till he gets us there. One thing is another scripture. I know I got another scripture. I think I want to close with this scripture. Something else here. But the Bible says, and I, I didn't write it down. I think I wrote past it. The Bible says this, right? No matter how much sin, God gets more grace. Amen. Wherever sin is at, more grace abounds. I know it's in Rome, right? In other words, we can't out-sin God's grace. That's Amen. that, remember it says, I read, where it says that credit, when I, I looked it up, what did I say? Let me tell you here, let me see if I can find it. I said, the last one that jumped out of me, entry into an account of a sum already paid into it. The sum of grace, God said, mercy is, mercy is the month, right? We can't outweigh it. It's there. You understand? It's so much. He says, no matter how much sin you got, you do, I can outweigh that. We can't out-sin God's mercy, God's grace. You can't do it. We think we can because we get down on ourselves because we, like God is sitting there like, oh man, no, don't do it. Ah, you messed up, man. Oh God said, confess your crime, confess your faults. And a lot of people, when they begin to really understand this war, they begin to throw themselves on the bus a lot. They turn those situations. It's how you turn into a ministry, a ministry situation. You tell on yourself. Tell mm -hmm. You read my books. I tell on myself through all my books. I tell on myself. Every book. But my last book, I tell on myself. Right? Because I want God to get the glory. I don't care how people look at me. I'm saved by grace. Amen. What do you think God? I always tell people, what do you think God give me grace for? Yeah. But focus on God, yeah. who's the author and finisher of your face. Don't be like, like um, Isaiah, who was looking at you. Uzziah. Uzziah is how you pronounce it. He said he couldn't see God till he died. You don't want to get stuck in that. You want to see past man. You want to look past, straight past, and see God. Yes, yes. 
Don't look at no man. Man is suspect. I don't care yes, how good you think. How much gospel they preach, they suspect. Yes. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and no matter what, like I always say, brother, I'll pray for you, man. I see, I ain't gonna stop there with you. You want to do that? You want to I love you. Though. Go. Don't let nobody get in your way. The Bible said you gotta run like you're the only person that's gonna receive that prize. He said you gotta go. Don't let nobody stop you and hold you back. Gotta shake people. Paul said, if you're married and your wife act like you ain't married, whatever you gotta do to get that gospel to where God wants it to go, don't let nothing stop you. Nobody stop you. Gotta shake them a little. Can I take them with you? Bye. I love you though. Gotta go. And that's how we gotta be as Christians. That's what that grace is for. So we can what? Finish the race. Amen. How that song goes, sister? Your grace and mercy. Amen. I'm living this moment. Hallelujah. I'm living this moment. Because of you. Because of you. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I want to thank you. Amen. And praise you too. Your grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Your grace and mercy. One more time. One more time. Amen. Oh, yes. Your grace and mercy. Brought me through. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm living this moment because of you. Amen. Oh, yes. And I want to thank, thank you. you and praise you too. Amen. Your grace oh, yes. and mercy. Your grace and mercy. Your grace and mercy. Your grace and mercy. Your Brought me through. Brought me through. Brought us through. Amen. 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 Thank God. Thank the Lord for His grace and His mercy. Amen. Amen. I pray that you enjoyed the message. We look forward to hearing from you. God bless you.